Hey, Dan, it's Ian from Onion. Uh, sorry I didn't call you earlier in the day. It's just been a busy one. Um, but I just wanted to touch base with you about possible times for a podcast you mentioned last night. Um, I know you would mentioned, like, Sunday or Monday. Uh, talk to the dudes. Monday night is good for all of us. Um, we're flexible, but let me know and give me a call back, and have a great night. Peace. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. We've got fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And uh, if you want to support this show, all you listeners out there, a free way to support the podcast is to subscribe on iTunes and click the five stars, rate and review the show, click write a review, say a few nice words. It's super helpful in boosting the uh, podcast into the top of the iTunes charts and then just helps more people find out about the show, contributes to the sustainability, growing the audience, and uh, just helping people like strangers find find the show. And uh, word of mouth is always helpful as well. You know, tell your friends about the show. If you're digging what you're hearing, uh, you can, you know, hit me with an email at dancablepresents at gmail.com or uh, find me on Instagram at dancablepresents, Twitter at dancable, all those fun things. I also have a, a, a dancablepresents YouTube channel and that features some in-studio performances as well as uh, live show performances, a short documentary on a band called Tribe Mars that I just recently had on the podcast. They just put out a, a brand new record, had a great release show over there at Mississippi Studios. Super fun uh, hang that night. But uh, yeah, so all things, uh, a lot of things rather going on. Um, the Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel, but dancablepresents.com is where you, uh, like the central location to find everything. The new episodes of the podcast always get uploaded there. But like I said, subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. Um, and then you will know as soon as a new episode is uploaded it'll pop into your feed and uh you can you can get on it uh we've got a fun episode fun episode here this was a a great hang i think uh you know sometimes the podcast can get a little heady and heavy and sometimes it can be real goofy and I feel like this was uh, one of those episodes that was just a real goofy hang um, and a lot of fun with the uh, the guys from Onion the Man, Miles, Logan, Keenan, and Ian. Um, this was a good time. I've I've been hearing about Onion the Man for quite some time, and they're a great band to see live and. Um, they're just making really fun music, and they have some some music that is available. 
on the on the internets on the uh, iTunes and Spotify there. Uh, the Dolphin EP specifically, the Dolphin Man EP, um, which is is about a year old, year and a half old, and um, but that that was a different time for the band, and the, and we talked about that a little bit. That their their sound has definitely evolved since then, and and they definitely appreciate the tunes they they threw down on there, as do I. But um, they're definitely moving in a little bit different sound direction but maintaining everything that's you know groovy and upbeat about those songs that are previously recorded but uh one of the big reasons i wanted to have onion the man on the podcast specifically um around this time was to promote onion fest which is uh something that ian their keys player and and singer of the band um kind of spearheads and and started a few years ago this is the second year they're doing it on a on a big property out in washougal washington this is a i heard great things about this festival last year and they've got another killer lineup this year with bands like kalulu and rosalie bone night heron um who else did we talk about obviously onion the man playing the festival and uh yeah just just tons of other great bands so i'm putting all the links in the uh in the notes there in the episode notes so you can find it easily it's coming up on the uh the weekend of of july 28th out there in washuga washington it's it's a couple nights of camping it's a couple days of of music and um yeah i'm i'm bummed that i will i will be out of town for for this festival because i think it's just going to be such a good time and and it's you know it's it's only the second year of doing it on one of these big properties so this is the opportunity to kind of see one of these festivals in its uh in its early stages which means it's still going to be very small and intimate which is which is rad so we talked about the festival uh we talked about the band and and how it has evolved and kind of got to know each of the guys it was I had a lot of fun hanging with these these dudes. I had only met Ian before. I'd, I'd had a few conversations with him in the past, so um, kind of went in as strangers with uh, the other fellas, and and I just I just had such a fun hang. We just you know just hung out in 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 a backyard in in north northeast Portland and and just kicked it hard and. Um, had some good laughs on this one. I'll tell you what, <laughs> there was, there was some good moments. Like I said, it was, it was uh, very goofy at times, and I just enjoyed it very much. And and I could just really got the impression, or or grew to understand rather, um, that that all these guys really um, have such a crazy passion for for playing music, and and it's really what they seem to enjoy doing with a majority of the their time and uh they seem to dedicate a lot of time to putting this onion the man project together so i'm I'm proud to share um some of their music with you and 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 the chat that we had um check out onion the man across all the uh social media and whatnot and uh aside from the link for the actual fest i will put links for for their music as well so you can check it out they have a few videos with their their old guitar player 
um, up on the Killingsworth sessions that were going down at the Killingsworth house. So you can check those out on YouTube. But you should definitely, this is a fun band to see live. This is some, some good time party music and um, just really taking on some some cool influences uh, throughout the the history of music, just kind of all over the place, but they seem to uh, find a, a really great way to, to bring it all together and kind of make every song sound like an Onion the Man song. So uh, we're going to kick it off uh, with with a killer jam off the, uh, the Dolphin Man EP. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, people. You know, if you're digging what you're hearing, if you want to, I have some Dan Cable Presents baseball tees. Don't forget about the, the fresh baseball tees. You can check those out on the, uh, the internet, on the, uh, the website. There's, there's a link to the store there. You can, you can get yourself a Dan Cable Presents baseball tee. Those still exist in, in circulation. So check those out. I'm getting pumped. We got Pickathon Music Festival coming up here in a couple weeks. I will be there um, doing some, some interviews with people. I'm really, really pumped about that. Um, but yeah, check out Onion Onion Fest. Really awesome, intimate music festival going down here in a couple weeks in Washougal, Washington. That's uh, over the weekend of July 28th. Don't forget about it. Check out Onion the Man, and uh, let's get into it. This is this is a jam called "See You in the Morning" off the uh, Dolphin EP. Dolphin Man. Dolphin Man. Man.
That's the jam hanging here with Onion, the man. What's Hello. going on, fellas? Yo, yo, yo. Hello. Um, Hello. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for thanks for hanging out here. We got a. I feel like this is a pretty unique and sweet location for this this little yeah. outdoor summer podcast. Urban, urban camping. Yeah, we're urban camping. Is this your first? <laughs> is this your first outdoor podcast? You know what? This is maybe the third now. This uh-huh. has been uh, something I've been trying to accomplish here for the summertime, especially with this uh, this more mobile recording rig that I have. It's nice. It's, it's ambient for sure. It's pretty yeah. awesome, and uh, it doesn't seem to distract too much from the conversation. Like What's I don't that? know, all the bikes and cars will not be picked up too well on the mics, so it's <laughs> it's pretty sweet that you can kind of just do this anywhere yeah hopefully the dog doesn't pick up the mic uh we've had plenty of animals i feel like on the (laughs) podcast thus far lots of cats meowing in the in the background you know maybe a dog barking here and there have any of them ever been in the band uh no no (laughs) not no official we should get a cat (laughs) or or a dog i don't know not a chihuahua though um but yeah stoked to stoked to have you guys on i've known about the band for I don't know, last year or so, I think. And I've I've definitely like ran into Ian throughout the last year and, and been able to get to know you a little bit and uh but it wasn't until last week at Lola's that I saw you guys actually play for the first time. I'd seen Ian I'd seen you do a uh, a solo set at the short lived local celebrity venue wow. that was open for like <laughs> a month. Yeah, we were doing we did three months uh, we were doing a residency there called it the onion residency um where we just got to like showcase our friends and people connected with onion or onion fest onion the man actually never played that residency um but it was a really cool little experience um and the guys who ran that do the killingsworth house and there's awesome dudes absolutely um yeah, let's let's just go to the beginning here. Because one of, one of the things that I witnessed uh, with that show the other night, it's very clear and easy for me to recognize that there's a pretty high level of musicianship within the band. Like you guys are just all super excellent musicians. So um, yeah, I just I guess I just want to kind of find out how you all started this thing, but also like how long everybody in the band has p- been playing music. I guess. It seems to me that that you all are pretty far along for maybe being younger players in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Pointing to me, <laughs> uh, Logan's got the I got have, the spotlight turned on the him. mic now. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I've been playing personally since I was like twelve, maybe nine. I didn't start playing seriously till like high school. But um, the as far as like the drums go like that's probably one of my favorites to play and i just practice i mean there's nothing like abnormal about it just you know i just like to play a lot and like um play a little bit of bass and me playing bass was actually how i met ian we were taking some uh, classes at uh, clackamas community college where actually ian met miles too and like and miles met keenan oh yeah we all met at clackamas community college we all had a web (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, we, uh, we just like hung it. We had a recording class together and Ian was looking for a bass player. And I, I just mentioned in passing to some other person like, Hey, like 
he was asking me what bands I liked, and I mentioned Tame Impala and a couple other bands, and Ian was like, oh, Tame Impala, do you play bass? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Just like that, too. That's the, I like that yeah. impression of Ian. I was, I was amazed, because <laughs> Logan was, yeah, it was our audio engineering class, and Logan was the third bass player that I had met in that class. I was really shopping around for bass players at the time. And the first two just, like, didn't, didn't really resonate. And then Logan... And I started talking, and I was like, what are some of your favorite bands? He's like, Flaming Lips and Tame Impala. And I was like, had a huge crush on him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was it was kind of weird because, like, they really assumed, like, they had a crush on me for a while. Because, like, um, I would just play, and after every practice, everybody in the band would be like, oh, dude, you're so good. For probably about a year. <laughs> Oh, do you feel all you. weird and shit? I'm like, that's cool. It like, was weird. I love you too. <laughs> it was also for some reason like that band. That was uh, my first band I was ever in. It was a band called Andromeda Sun, which kind of fell apart. But it was really weird because Logan came in and kind of was the glue to that project, and then we all just really revered Logan and it was one of those things where we all called him by his first and last name. We're like, Logan Adam. Yeah, <laughs> like he was some sort of God. It's the weirdest <laughs> experience I've ever had in a band. That's before. amazing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he's a really great bass player. But, <laughs> but ultimately like drums, was that your first, was that your first instrument? Yeah, that was my first instrument. And I, I don't know. I I just really liked it. My dad's a musician, so he pushed me to do music. But I wasn't really interested in it. Mostly interested in art and then just graphic arts and stuff like that. And then until like high school, when I first jammed with people, and I realized how amazing that feel is to like jam with someone and like communicate with music. And Ian and I had such a good communication right off the bat. And uh, after Andromeda's son had kind of like fizzled away and like. I think, what was it, that we were going to do a gig with Andromeda Sun, but I had been out of the band for a while, and uh, Andromeda Sun didn't want to play, it was at the Analog, and like, it was just some like, <laughs> like random night, some random night at the Analog, and so I had jammed with Ian a few times on drums, and we are like, well, let's just put something together for that, and so I called up my friend Peter, who I'd been in bands with when I was really young, and he played bass with us. I mean, that was our first Onion the Man show, and we just like <laughs> it's the most nonchalant start to any project I've ever had. It was just like, well, we got to play a show. We might as well like get some musicians together and yeah. start. Quickly something. had a name already for it. Yeah, we got the show before we had a band name, and so we we're like, shit, what do we call ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> and we were just like hanging out in my parents' kitchen after band practice and probably just looking at the onions on the counter and for some reason oh i don't know why but on the drive over to band practice i was like oh i want to name this the band onion man <laughs> i was like that's a cool name i was just i just listened to like um the uh, jazz station for some reason like they're talking about how the jam was like stanky and i was like oh yeah onion man be fun and then, like, Peter was like, I was thinking, like, onion. And then we're like, no. And then, and then no. Ian's, Ian's like, I'm thinking, like, onion, uh, what is it, onion man, comma, man. So it would be 
Onion. It'd be that was the first spit take <laughs> ever on this show. Onion I just man, spit my water out. Man. Onion man. <laughs> onion man. Man. Yes. Man. And then, I don't know where Onion the man just came from. It came from like a brainstorm, I guess. It like exploded through the roof. It was like, <laughs> ah! You're like, oh, shit. There it is, shit. There it is, get, get. I think you just proved why most people shouldn't ask bands where the band name comes from. Yeah, and I didn't. Exactly. I didn't. You just offered the information. And I'm like, I'll, I'll allow it. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to hear the story. You know, I'm not personally going to, you know, I try not to ask that question because it just doesn't always have like an unbelievable story or no. like something that's like really well thought out or anything yeah. like well, that. So we've done that before and it doesn't work out. We like lie about our name. <laughs> uh, uh, You've made up other story. stories to I make mean, it more it's interesting. It's a very interesting story. It's just kind of like a random, like, oh, we've just made it up, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like that's the move, though. It's yeah. like, well, like, just make up a different one. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> well, as a band with a weird name, we get asked that question so much. I, I know, gotta know. We, we gotta know. How do you? How'd you get your name? And it's like, like oh. we we don't want to like we don't want to we don't want to just say like. <laughs> Well, I was climbing up the Matterhorn with the rest of the guys. And <laughs> Logan fell, and he was like, "Oh, you're in the <laughs> oh God, that's a band name." No, I mean, he can't a, walk, it, and that's why he plays drums. Yeah. Now. <laughs> well, it's an interesting thing. I think a lot of people, like especially when a band starts to like gain a following, and there starts to be a buzz or a scene created around a band, I think people start to wonder and they maybe like think that there is more meaning behind it than (laughs) there might actually not be and sometimes there is you know like sometimes it is like a well thought out thing it's like oh i've always wanted to do something in regards to this or whatever but like a lot of times it's just some ridiculous story that you know the band has to be named something and if you really get to know us or you know, which we do really try to get to know people that come to our shows. We love connecting with people. Like, people know, like, it's really, we are really quite ridiculous dudes. <laughs> quite ridiculous. Quite um, And when you started jamming with Logan on drums, did you have the same feeling as when you were playing, when he was playing bass in the other project? Like, was it also, like, Oh fuck! Like this dude is just a killer musician. Yeah, pretty much. Except like when when he played bass in that group, it was keys, guitar, and drums. So Logan was like filling up this huge space and did a really beautiful job at that. But then when we started jamming just keys and drums, I think we both kind of had this sensation of it was like super liberating because it oh, was yeah. like it was a new. We pretty much founded Onion the Man on the principles of like, well, let's like take all the negatives aspects of that band and like not do all those things. So like we kind of founded Onion the Man on like, we're all going to communicate and like, let's write music together and like have it be like, we're all in this together doing this because we love it. Yeah. And most of the reason why I, I quit that band was because it just got to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm just coming in and I'm just playing the songs. And for for whatever reason, like being a part of a songwriting team was, was something I was looking for for a while. And like just playing someone else's songs all the time, as far as like a passion project was pretty, like you get burnt out, burnt out on that pretty quickly. 
Yeah, you wanted to be like a part of a band yeah. and not just kind of a role player in someone else's it, exactly. situation. Yeah. Um so when do, when does Miles get introduced into the into the fold and and become the bass player of this band? Oh. Um Miles came in when it got real. Well, I guess <laughs> I mean, Miles really Miles made it real. <laughs> he made a real thing. We're like, oh shit. <laughs> Here we go. You're flattering me. Um <laughs> But well, okay, so I met Ian, or rather, Ian met me at Clackmas. I was sitting in the hallway, and I was tuning my bass or something like that. And he's like, oh, you play bass? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think he sees every hunt. bass player and just says, oh, you play bass? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, dude. And uh, he's like, come in and jam with me. I got this thing I want to I show you. And I'm like, all right, cool. So he shows me his, uh, one of the songs. I don't remember if we was, ever ended up playing that song. It was the riff to Keys of Funk. Yeah, it was Keys of Funk, wasn't it? Um, and I was like, okay, cool. So I, I made up a bass line for that. We just jammed it a bit. And then um, one of our friends from Clackmas, Demetrius, walked by and he saw us jamming. He was like, I, I was wondering when you guys were going to get together. And uh, <clears throat> we went into one of the practice rooms and we just jammed. Um, another one bites the dust, but changed keys every like two <laughs> verses or something <laughs> like that. And we just kept going up and up and up. But it was just like the dumbest jam we ever did, but also like the most fun. <laughs> and then he's like, do you want to be in my band? <laughs> and then, you know, that, the rest is history. Peter switched from bass uh, back onto guitar. It's what his first instrument was. So, And, uh, yeah, we just made a lot of tunes after that and started playing shows. Had yeah. you been playing music from a pretty young age as well? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think it was like 10 or 11 when I started. And then uh, I was only in, like, cover bands and stuff. So Honey and the Man was my first real band. Always playing bass there? Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Bassist from the beginning. But I played guitar and just a tiny bit of drums. So um, when you guys were first developing Onion the Man, and um, was, th was there a lot of intent to make this like a fun band to see live and, and kind of have that, well, like create that environment? Because it's, like, it's definitely, I don't know, it's just very... It's very hat like uplifting music. Like it's 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 Thank something. You. It's something when you see it, it usually is gonna make somebody in the room dance, if not a <laughs> large group of people <laughs> dance. And I think that's like a very powerful thing to witness. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think it was anyone's intention. Like I think the songs that we were all creating were so upbeat, and then we just loved to play them. But I think we all have such a strong love for jazz and improv that like. We try to like jam and have that visceral jam experience with each other as much as possible on stage. And I think that translates because it's a lot of energy putting, uh, we're putting a lot of energy into the music because we're trying to like play around with the ideas or just like listen to each other. Um, and then maybe just us having a lot of fun and then people out in the audience just dance to it. Also as a drummer, like watching people dance is really just such a, great uplifting feeling yeah, like you're, you're you're responsible for it, that it makes it, it <laughs> makes me i i respond to it really well i think a lot of bands do like when people dance and you're like a rhythm player like seeing them dance makes you play harder and makes you more into it because you want to like you want to keep them dancing for the whole show yeah i would imagine that's like infectious throughout the whole band like yeah to see <laughs> i mean yeah to see what you're you're creating i th i think i just think that's such a like powerful testament to somebody's band and their art 
when that happens naturally. Yeah. <laughs> and like we played a lot of house shows like in our, I mean, we haven't really done many house shows lately. Um, we just played like Lola's room and played the Fixin' Two in May. Um, I think the last house show we played was actually right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a backyard house show. Uh, but yeah, so we're kind of, we, our upbringing, a big part of like our, of gaining our fan base up till now has been house shows. And like, we all love house shows because like the crowd's just right there. And so the, everyone is just so quick to dance. And like, I've, I got a lot of inspiration on like talking to a crowd from Mac DeMarco actually. Cause when I saw him, at the Roseland a few years back, he was so polite and sweet at the beginning of the night, but by the end of the night, he was just... He was drunk uh, and peeing on the stage. Yeah, yeah. that was at the zoo. <laughs> and yeah, I was, I was at that one too. That was pretty great. But he's like, I just love the way he like talks to the crowd and kind of like involves the crowd. And it's very, like he talks to the crowd in a very intimate way. And so I love like getting you know talking to the crowd and getting them all excited because it's like that's what it's all about it's like we are the crowd yeah like I mean, you're excited too to be there yeah we're all excited everyone should just this is a big exciting moment to all be in the same room together at the same time yeah i mean you you guys are responsible for setting the tone so it's like whatever energy you bring like on the mic yeah is is obviously gonna be impactful and and you're definitely you know solid at, at kind of running running the room as far as like being on the mic and and kind of being like yo like we're here we're here to party like we're here to have <laughs> yeah, a good time you know like and that's that's not that's not every listening experience or or like music experience like you go or at least I go to different shows for different reasons, you know, like mm -hmm. yeah. it's, a, but when you go see something that, you know, it's just makes you want to dance or seeing other people dance like that, that is a different thing than going to see like some sad boy singer songwriter <laughs> shit, which I appreciate so much. And that's like the world I come from. And, and if you're uh, in the mood for a sad boy singer songwriter, then yeah, I mean, it works well. You yeah. Know? If you're in the mood to party, uh, you got to go to a show that's in the mood yeah. party as well. And I just think it takes uh, a certain thing to make that work. And you guys all seem to have this love for the groove and, and yeah. exploring different different ways to do that. And, and I know the band, you know, has evolved a lot since that Dolphins EP you guys put out last year. And because of, of Keenan joining the band and, and what he has brought to the creative process. But... Yeah, when I listen to that Dolphins EP, though, I feel like I'm listening to, like, this is like Portland's Earth, Wind, and Fire. And, like, <laughs> that, you know, it's got, like, those Thundercat feels. And, like, and that that's that's some shit, you know, that's that's some undeniable stuff. Wow, know? thank you. And it, But I also love, like, the elements of prog that you bring to it. Like that, that's oh, the yeah, that's yeah. the shit. <laughs> and, and you talked about the jazz stuff earlier. Oh, yeah. But, like... The the prog stuff is I don't know you like there's 
there's there's just so much shit going on and and sometimes your band sounds like yes uh. <laughs> like and, and that's such a cool fucking band <laughs> yes, <it is>. and <laughs> yes it is no pun intended um yeah, yeah is that is that something that everybody in the band is like way into is like oh for yes. sure keenan and i are very much obsessed with yes, yes <laughs> We listen to it when no one's home and we turn it up all the way and we just like stare into nothing. Yeah. And then <laughs> we don't even dance. We're just, like, <laughs> oh. we're just like, dude, oh, here it comes. And then like a part comes in and you're like, oh, that was awesome. You guys like, are freaks. Time. It's funny, man. I, I, I kind of got into yes over the last few years <laughs> and I just didn't realize how much like when you listen to yes you realize how much music they inspire yes and how many like big bands have have taken influence from that and that's always kind of mind-blowing as far as going back when you listen to bands you're just like oh this is why everybody sounds like this you know (laughs) but they're definitely a big influence on keenan and i like i think we've kind of I mean, I know I've been trying to force Ian to listen to Rick Wakeman for a while. I'm getting there. Ian, you gotta listen (laughs) to Rick Wakeman, man. You gotta listen to him. I love Yes. I just, honestly, I've been so busy with everything Onion Fest that I, like, haven't been listening to as much music lately. I've just been, like, connecting with people and organizing Onion Fest. (laughs) But, like, that's a pretty cool aspect of our sound and songwriting is that we all have like pretty a vast between the four of us we all have diff- very different influences and oh, listen yes. to pretty different music and we all connect on i mean we all appreciate all kinds of music but we all kind of like listen to slightly different music yeah so y- yes. you guys are probably all being turned on to different shit all of the time then oh yeah oh listen to that <laughs> that's a nice bike listen to that that's a banger <laughs> we should have sampled that. <laughs> um, and aside from like yes, specifically, is like prog in that style of music something that that is enjoyed throughout the band because it definitely spills over. In, oh, we almost lost the microphone. I'll tell you what, that's an animal. <laughs> that's what happens when you have an animal around the podcast. <laughs> but is is prog like something that's appreciated throughout the band? Oh, I I mean I think so. Aren't, what about you, Miles? You like, like Prague? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like my everyday listening, but when yeah, these guys too. listen to it, I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, what would you say your more everyday vibes would be, Miles? Oh man, uh, I don't know. I like all sorts of stuff. I mean, I'm really into Death Grips right now, and Death Grips is a hard thing to describe to people. Uh, for sure and I it's aggressive it. it's very aggressive <laughs> <laughs> let's start there it's, ho- it's hobo rap i'd say yeah you know? grips yeah yeah <laughs> um cool. yeah but i don't know uh that and like just everything that everyone else listens to we have like so many influences it's hard to like pin down what exactly what yeah yes i'm not even you know necessarily searching for influence but just like shit that you appreciate you know just seeing where that bleeds into the music because you know you definitely like you're you're holding down the groove just as much as anybody in the band you know that's yeah so um as far as songwriting ian is that something you've always kind of been doing from a pretty young age yeah um I started writing music when I was nine years old. 
Um, I started playing piano when I was seven, um, and my parents are both musicians. Um, my mom plays viola, and my dad plays trombone, both professionally, like in orchestras, and they play in a whole bunch of ensembles. Shout on, shout out to my dad's uh, brass ensemble, Bighorn Brass. Oop epic uh, brass ensemble here in Portland. Nice. Um, and my mom plays like with the Portland Ballet Orchestra and the Portland Opera. Oh, wow. Um, and so I like... Music heavy in your in your blood. Yeah. I grew up with a lot of music in my, in my ears, which is why I'm a huge sucker for like horns and music and I'm a huge sucker for strings. Like when there's a song with heavy strings that like kind of it just changes everything there's like so many things you can do with it um but yeah i like i was told to try to like sing or write lyrics to music when i was like nine sitting backstage at like one of my parents gigs because one of their colleagues heard me playing and so i started writing music with lyrics and i still remember the first song i ever wrote with lyrics and it was a love song called Four Letter Word. <laughs> <laughs> that four letter word might have been love. Oh, <laughs> maybe. So I got maybe. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Gone through it's a huge. Blue Logan's <laughs> mind. He's just like, I've been wondering. He always tells that story, and I'm just love like, song. what is the four letter word? <laughs> He's never told me yet, but. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. You're yes. welcome. <laughs> the four letter word was mile. <laughs> mile. I was mile. waiting for you. Mile. <laughs> 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 and as far as uh, like lyrics in Onion the Man, are you responsible for for all of those? Um, those lyrics, or not is that for all of them. That, okay. Um, I mean, on like a few of them, like I guess on the Dolphin Man EP, I was kind of responsible for like Soul Sensation and Seduce the Groove, I guess. Um, but as we grow. And like now, especially that Keenan's in the band, we really try to write lyrics together. Um, yes. And like that's been a really super fun part of writing is writing lyrics together and bringing all of our ideas together because it's there's a lot more like color in the lyrics and a lot a lot of new perspectives. Well, there's just more voices um, on it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, and it's all going through you, but like there and there's you guys definitely had some backup vocals going on mm -hmm. the other night you know so keenan's rocking it it's uh Keenan? yeah that definitely just adds more perspectives to, to what's going on yeah we yeah it's it's super hard like hard for me to even want to write lyrics by myself anymore because i just want we all want to be involved and I want everyone to be involved and I want us all to en enjoy the music as much as possible. Yeah. So like, it's so important that we all do it together. Um, cause that's what it's all about. Like we're just having fun. Yeah, it is so much fun just to write lyrics together. Yeah. Cause I guess lyrics are so personal. You'd think it'd be a little bit like difficult to write it with someone else, but for some reason it's been such an open feeling to just like write with somebody just like not really have like super like precise idea as an individual and like have a whole like complete idea in your head but more or less just like bringing stuff to the table that you wouldn't mind being scrapped or like you know like maybe someone um 
Like, I remember you and I, Ian, riding Cosmic Frank in the car. Yeah. Well, was Miles, Miles was there, fun. too. I don't think I contributed. <laughs> oh. And then Ian and I, <laughs> I was driving. Uh, <laughs> right. Of the King Candy in the car lyrically. Yeah. And we wrote the next. Yeah. That, that was a full. That was a quite the collaboration. <laughs> these are I was these, these songs that we're talking about are on our new record. Uh, nice. Like. Oh but, yeah. These. Are, yeah. But that. I mean, obviously that. Yeah, that just adds like another la- layer of connectivity and also just another level of vulnerability. You know. Yeah. To kind of bear your soul in that way, and I think it's probably a little bit easier since you've been playing music together for a while so you're, you're already vulnerable like vulnerable in the way that like you're fucking creating the music part of it together yeah. and, and you're gonna fuck up in front of each other oh and, yeah and you're gonna share some ideas that that really miss sometimes probably oh, but God, so yeah. you're you've already like eliminated those boundaries which is nice Oh, yeah. And, like, I don't know. I feel like I've been vulnerable with these guys on more than one occasion throughout <laughs> the well, three or four years. That was that night in Sacramento. <laughs> I'll tell you what. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a few nights in Sacramento. Uh, no. <laughs> Keener's like, no. No. <laughs> um, well, cool. Let's, uh, let's take a little musical break. We're going to get into a jam off that Dolphin Man EP. We're going to play Seduce the Groove. Ooh. Which is maybe my maybe my favorite jam off that one. Just because that one to me like does have those heavy prog yeah. vibes and uh it's also like my favorite vocal performance by you on, on that record. Thank you. Um, That's probably my favorite one to sing. Is that is this a jam that you guys still play a little bit? Yeah. Here and there. We're we have so much new music now that we're like kind of phasing out of those songs, but I still love playing those songs. <laughs> we always change them now too. Like yeah, we are just, changing them. They're always changing. Like every time we play them, like we'll play them really slow, or we'll like accidentally play them really fast, <laughs> <laughs> or like, um, or we'll just change like sections completely and just have a treat for the audience. Which I hope I hope people get that vibe too. Well, I think that's just those are the the freedoms that you kind of give yourself in a band like this too you know you're not oh, yeah. just necessarily playing like straight ahead pop songs so like you can make changes and people are going to maybe be interested in these different sections and stuff because of what they come to see your band yeah, for yeah. already you know but uh cool well let's play this jam and then we'll we'll kind of dive into like the new era of onion and like how keenan has kind of like shaped the creative process keenan. i definitely saw some some different aspects of it the other night at Lola's from like what happens on the Dolphin Man EP. So this is uh, this is Seduce the Group. You can find this uh, all over the internet, all the platforms, and uh, this is it, Onion the Man.
to contention is a bold manifestation. Keep on climbing up that mountain. Maybe on the other side, but every side is a collide So spread your wings. Get to the top. Do your thing as if life's gonna stop. So how long how long after um, the Dolphin Man EP coming out did did Keenan join the band? After the Dolphin oh, EP. Well, it's pretty cool because um, after we released the Dolphin Man EP, we were a three piece already. Peter, our the guitar player on that record, had left the band before we released the record. He helped us finish it and everything. But so we were like a three-piece for the majority of 2017. Playing then, shows like that and everything. Yeah, we we kind of evolved as a three-piece. And because I guess a lot of those songs are pretty key, like keyboard-driven, we could get away with it. And like Miles is such a phenomenal bass player that he's like able to, like we it just worked. And like... Miles and Logan are like the best rhythm section ever. So it's like I didn't even have to play much at times. And it was like, sweet. But yeah, so we like reconnected with Keenan at Onion Fest last year. Yeah. Um, and like we all met at Clackamas Community College, going to school for music. And um, yeah, my, Miles and I were really good friends back then. I, I met him and then. He invited me to Onion Fest. Back then, before he was in the band. Now, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, things, things change. He's, he's more I of like a... You, so. Miles is more of a dad figure now. <laughs> to us. Dad? <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> but I would say more like like dead grandpa or something like that. <laughs> like a dead grandpa? Dead. That's heavy. Because, I don't know, grandpas are old. <laughs> just... Only a year older. But than how did how did uh, <laughs> so how did, so how so did yeah. it happen though? So like? uh, yeah, we 
at Onion Fest, we knew like we knew that Keenan was a great player because we knew him from school, and so we were like, Keenan, you're gonna come on and perform Miles. with us tonight during our set, and we just taught him like the chords in the campground at Onion Fest. He had never <laughs> played with us, and it was just like a two chord jam, so. He just came on and ripped it, and it was like the moment he came on stage and played a note, it was like so much relief for me because like keyboard and guitar sort of take up a similar frequency, so like having his input musically, it was just like it felt so good, and there's so much chemistry instantly. Yeah. And so after Onion Fest, like we, I was like pretty confident. I was like, you guys, Keenan's the dude. Like, he's the one for us. And so Keenan and I just had a few phone calls and pretty much convinced him to move up here from <laughs> Eugene. He kind of just, like, dropped everything yeah. that he was doing down there. And I was like, look, Keenan, I can't, like, guarantee anything up here because, like, we had, we had jammed a couple times. Like, Keenan came up and jammed with us. But, like, Miles and Keenan – or Miles and Logan were still, like, kind of unsure because we just wanted to make sure the chemistry was I right. I know about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Keenan's kind of a shady guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Keenan just kind of took a leap of faith and it was a great one. And then he like officially joined the band, I guess, in September of 2017. And then we went on tour at the end of October and November. And we've been in love ever since. <laughs> Yeah, um, oh. Keenan is is guitar your your first instrument? Uh, no, actually, um, I guess voice was my first instrument, um, and then came bass actually, and then guitar. Okay. And ever that voice and bass took up from like zero to seven or zero to nine ages, and then because uh, I was like crying, you know, and and then. Uh, <laughs> And then, um, no, when I started playing guitar here, then I was like, oh, guitar is pretty cool. No, my, there was, there was this old Dean guitar that my mom bought me for like $25, like a Walmart guitar thing you find in the box for Christmas or something. Cause she was like, you know, want to have more instruments. So I was getting pretty good at bass for like a nine year old. And then, uh, I got bored with bass and I was like, screw this. Uh, I hate it. And I uh, went into the garage and I was like, hey, look, there's a guitar. So, yeah, I picked it up and and uh, it's been guitar ever since that day. Yeah. So, Wait, did you spoil that Christmas then? Was that just something she bought you for as a gift or was it a Christmas present? The guitar. Oh, no, it was it was <laughs> definitely like a prior gift because uh, it had dust on it and it's oh. like collecting <laughs> in the corner. And I was like, oh, I've neglected that for a few years, it looks like. All right, let's do this. Plugged into my little fucking two-inch bass amp. Do you feel like you feel like when you started playing guitar though, it clicked differently than than just playing bass or? Abs absolutely. The vocal. I don't know stuff. if it was the frequencies or just adding two strings to a piece of wood, but it was. It was you know love at first sight, man. I I I wouldn't come down for dinner. My fingers bled actually, like you know that crazy, you know. Do, uh, do, do, do practice till fingers bleed. Like, uh, yeah. You just loved it that much. Yeah, I just, loved it that much. Were you were you uh, quickly like more gravitated towards noodling around on it rather than actually 
kind of writing more structured chord stuff? Um, kind of, because I was I went through. Uh, on the middle track, so I I was I raised myself very independently on music. It's very different from all my my older brothers, like a musical theater major, it's professional. And uh, so I loved the Beatles. Then I loved Jimi Hendrix, and so I loved learning his stuff. And he's like was my first guy, just as he is with every guitarist. Fuck yeah, buddy! I I recognize that. Yeah. In in your Lola set. Oh, you I did. I know you were. I know you had some. Yeah, I knew you had a rough go that night. Yeah. But you played fucking great. And uh, I yeah I was I was just like oh that's on that's on some Hendrix like those really? Hendrix vibes come through I feel like I'm I'm always like so stoked when people tell me that because he's who I listened to from the beginning he inspired me everything the moment I heard Voodoo Child was like the classic Hendrix song classic man I would just you know it all clicked and I didn't I never went back started to you know get way more into guitar than school and yada yada. And what was it about uh, the music that these guys were already playing that that drew you into it, that, that you wanted to, you know, like Ian said, you kind of made a leap of faith, like you, you moved to come up here to play in this well, band pretty much. That's actually interesting. I was thinking about that when Ian was talking, um, and I had just come back from my travels. I came back from, like, an adventure to start a band because on the adventure i was like i need to go home and i need to um realize this ambition that i've had of being a professional musician i need to do that now so i just bought a ticket back and came home and then uh i had been recording my own stuff for a little while and um miles called me or texted me and he was like hey we're having a festival like i was saying and so I went up there just to check it out because um, I, I was just looking for a band to play with. And I was just like, yeah, no, you should you should come up, check out the festival. You were, so you were hesitant at first. I was. You're like, I don't know. I'm going to bring my brother and I don't have, you know, any money or anything. Yeah. And I was like, dude, whatever. I'll, I'll just get you in. You'll have a <laughs> life changing experience. And he did. <laughs> I really fucking did. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, so after that, like... Sometimes you just got to show up to something. It's yeah. kind of crazy how it all works. If I hadn't Come to gone, Onion Fest. And that was Onion Fest, which we'll get into. We'll get into Onion Fest. Yeah, Don't worry. We won't neglect Onion Fest gets into the Onion, Onion Fest. Man, like, that's how it works. But anyways, anyways, uh, I went home and I like, I just kept listening to him after jamming with him and... Uh, these guys, I mean, I looked at the Killingsworth video that everyone's seen, and I looked at each one of you, and, I mean, I had listened to a lot of music before then, and to see um, friends of mine, people, you know, my age, playing like that, it inspired me again, which is why I came up here, it, like, rekindled my hope for our generation and music and stuff like that um because i was really feeling down when you called me i was like i don't know i'm just gonna stick up in my room and record songs which i don't know yeah it's fine but <laughs> you uh, just feel like they were doing something more unique than what you're used to seeing from your peers oh yeah definitely and i could tell there was musician in each one of them um 
And so I was just like, you know, fuck it. Like, uh, the Ian convinced, one of the most convincing things was just Ian calling me again and again and saying, just come and jam. So I drove he, two hours. Did he call you and like leave messages? He's like, <laughs> no. hey, dude, it's Ian <laughs> it's from Onion. Ian <laughs> that was the message call I got the other day. Back. It's so good. I was saving forever. <laughs> dude, it's Ian from Onion. <laughs> just like, yes, dude. Yes, it is. Fuck yeah, yeah. Ian. <laughs> yeah, man. It, that's 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 what hooked me, man. And um, so is that like with the newer stuff? I kind of re- recognize that there's there are some more of these like psych elements coming into play. Do you guys feel like that's that's a big part of it? Is is the yeah. addition of Keenan having some of those vibes going on? Definitely. I mean, we're all like pretty into psychedelic rock, like have been for a while. But Keenan like bringing in his vibe and his guitar playing and just like everything Keenan brings to the table kind of just like elevates kind of everything we've we had wanted to do as a three-piece but just couldn't do because we didn't have guitar and didn't have that extra musician so it just like and Keenan just brings a whole new set of ideas that none of us could have had without him it's harder to accomplish psychedelic rock without guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a great point, Miles. Thank you. So, I mean, we were all really into psychedelic rock and we like tried to do that, but it was um, just Keenan enabled us to do that and be more open with our ideas cuz we had that extra element to accomplish things with. Um, yeah, definitely there's a song or two that that kind of gave me those King Giz vibes, uh-huh. you know. Thank there's you. obviously like a different vocal thing going on, but like I I don't know. I th- I th- feel like the same dynamics exist within your group with what they do, just because there there are like so many different dynamics in from song to song. Like there's so much different music <laughs> going on like within the band. It's it's pretty wild to see. Yeah, yeah. Logan, Logan, Ian, and I actually all went to a King Gizzard. We love I I love we love King Gizzard, um, but. It was the best concert I ever went to because Ian and I ended up just like being the the shirtless guys in the crystal, and we were fucking like hitting people and just like fucking animals. And we all, I uh, I think Ian, did you crowd surf? I crowd surfed. Yeah. Yeah, Ian crowd surfed. We were just sweaty. Everyone was avoiding us, and it was the best concert <laughs> I've ever been to, man. And it was I don't know. Pretty gross in a delightful way. <laughs> was that the? Uh, That's the connection. The most recent always. time they were here, no. or the time before? I think we all missed them at their June show, unfortunately. Yeah. So but it was, it was, the, the, it was one the time previous? prior. I yeah. was there too. It was so that was good. A, that was a crazy show. I yeah. love that. Show. That, that was the first time I, was, I saw King Giz. I think that and was the Lizard Wiz, and they fucking. Woo! Yeah. yeah. That shit is fuck. That's a trip. They're Hot. inspirational, and they're now, so it's yeah. amazing. Well, and it's just how how much material this band puts out. I know, it's insane. All, like, they put out five records last year. Like, That's, last year. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of that. And they're, good, they're all good, and they're all very, like, different from one another. Even the gumboot, gumboot Soup, <laughs> yeah, which dude. was, like, I guess their leftover jams from all of it, was, like, phenomenal. Yeah. And, yeah, we actually got to meet a couple of them after the show, Keenan and I did. Oh, yeah. Um, and we actually got to, like, tell them about Onion Fest, <laughs> and we're like, we're like, yeah, we're all giggly. We're like, it's a little baby festival that we put on, too. but 
Maybe down the road you guys can play Onion Fest. Just put it in their ear. <laughs> just, just if you want to come down to Washougal, Washington, <laughs> play a little festival called Onion Fest, yeah. we would be happy to have you. Yeah. <laughs> Give you a beer. Uh, but yeah, that you know, it makes me uh, super excited to hear you say that because they're a huge influence on all of us. And like, you know, our the Dolphin Man EP and Manaloy, the first EP, are like kind of more in the jazz and funk vein. But as we grow, like Gizzard is a definitely a big influence of us. And I think that's going to be expressed a little bit in our new record a little more than it has been. Not much. Yeah. A little more. <laughs> Are you guys in Not the process of, of recording stuff already? Or is that, um, the is that just the plan right the, now? Yeah, we're in the pre-process. We're, we're in the seed process. <laughs> we to plant that seed, but it's, it's there. The seed is around. You need your, be- your, yes, you need been, your foundation. It's been germinating all year. <laughs> the dirt is somewhere. We just got to plant that dirt and plant the seed we in the dirt. We need some bullshit to w- let it grow. I would, just, I would imagine that y- y'all are just like pretty excited, though, to, to get some new music out just because the, the sound has changed. Yes. You know? And especially with the addition of Keenan, we really want Keenan to be on a record so that people don't hear hear uh, some of Peter's parts and be like, wow, your guitar part in this song is super good. He's like, oh, that wasn't me. No, <laughs> I, every time I meet someone, I'm like, yeah, you should you should listen to the record. I'm not on it, but like, but, you know. Pretty good. That's my, bi- I'm in it. <laughs> I, mean, I promise, it, I swear. I mean, it also, like, that's the shit that drew you into the band. So, it's, like, you obviously, you know, can endorse it from that, that angle, too, which yeah. is very cool. I think it's always interesting when somebody gets the opportunity to like join something that they really admire and they're not just kind of like, all right, I'll do this. No, kind of like Logan was probably with the initial project like that yes. you and Ian were doing. They, <laughs> yes, they, <laughs> that's these, absolutely correct. <laughs> these guys were my first professional band that I, that I ever joined. And that's, that's what I said because, you know, we are, you know, comparatively to like Miles' cover bands or, you know, Whatever, Logan, all your your high school bands, my high school bands. Well, like, it's just it's the mentality and the intent that you that you yeah, all seem to have for the it. project, you know. Yeah, and so I don't know. I was I was really stoked every time I get to play with these guys. Right on. Yeah, it's cool. I, I it's, it's always fun to see. I f- I feel like when uh, when a group of musicians that are playing together really admire each other, I feel like that often comes out on the stage and it's very like apparent that that, are, that people do have respect for one another and are, are having a lot of fun playing music together and just yeah. super pumped about. about it, you know? <laughs> um, when, uh, so the third annual Onion Fest is coming out. Yeah, it's like the second and a half. Okay. But third annual, the first year it was in my parents' backyard. This is like the second big one. Second year right? that we've like kind of done it legit and sold tickets and stuff and rented a property. Whose idea was Onion Fest? It was Ian's idea. Ian <laughs> okay. Onion Fest. <laughs> but has it become Since like... the little elf in all of our heads. Is it, has it become like a group effort though, like within the band to get things done in it like obviously uh, you're you're you're, you're spearheading no. it you're spearheading this situation yeah, yeah it, i only ask because it is called yeah. onion fest you know it's yeah. obviously like named after i mean the band pretty much yeah. you know it's like your 
it's it's Onion the Man is hosting this festival, pretty Wait, much. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Onion the Man presents. Onion the <laughs> <Fest>. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've definitely all um, man. <laughs> That's a callback. That's <laughs> a little callback. We've all we've all been uh, somewhat involved in That's different what they call ways. It in the biz. A callback. <laughs> <laughs> I so called Keenan back. What what was your uh, like? What sparked the idea to to kind of do this thing? And and obviously it'd be fun to have a, a music festival in your backyard. But like, what what knocked it up to that next level where you're like, I'm gonna go find a proper like a proper property, a proper <laughs> property. <laughs> Man, this that's prop- also how you do it yes. in the biz. <laughs> you. you Come up with great lines like proper properties. Uh, we have a very proper property. Uh, Sunnyside Outdoor Events is where it's been held this year and last year in Washougal, Washington. It's a really awesome five-acre property um, in Washougal, um, owned by a really awesome dude who owns a recording studio out there called the Farm Recording Studio. Um, but I remember very vividly I was sitting in the hallway at Clackamas Community College next to Miles. And it was like right, right where we met for the first time, pretty much. And my parents were playing in a at the um, Oregon Coast Music Festival. They get hired to be in an orchestra every year. And I was living with my parents at the time, and I was just kind of like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna have my house to myself for a week." Now, Ian, don't <laughs> throw any music festivals. <laughs> 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 Okay, mom. <laughs> you know, I told my parents what I was I doing. I, I love my parents so much. They've been so supportive of me boy. my whole life. But I told them that I was doing it. I, you know, I was like, you guys, I'm having bands play. We, like, printed out flyers and gave them to all the neighbors. We were respectful. flyer party. <laughs> I'm sure they were pleased. <laughs> we are just letting our freak flags fly and everything. Um, but, yeah, that first year, it was just, like, six bands and, like, well over a hundred people in a half acre backyard and it was great and uh, then i actually met potato salad love of my life here um <laughs> sitting next to me sunbeam who is she we met at in my parents backyard at the first onion fest um and then like two weeks after we just started hanging out and we've i moved right in and We've been in love ever since, and then she just kind of helped elevate the idea. I mean, we all kind of had the idea of like, well, let's do it bigger and better next year. Um, but then she she helped me organize it, helped all of us organize it. Um, and then we were getting the Dolphin Man EP mastered by Dana White at um, Specialized Mastering. He's an awesome, awesome dude. Um, and he is the guy who was friends with Ilko, who owns Sunnyside Outdoor Events. He's like, I think I have a friend that could help you guys out. Um, and so it's actually because of Dana White that we found this property that we hold it on now. Um, and so Sunbeam has been a huge, uh, huge part in organizing the festival now. So it's, it's all just really crazy how it's worked out. Um, and <laughs> yeah, it's obviously like evolved huge from you know your house your house festival. Yeah, um, there's a lot more going on now. How 
has it evolved much like this year has there been did you were you able to like learn a lot from last year's bigger property experience and, and figure out how to like do things a little bit better this year or? yeah definitely definitely more so i heard it was great last year i heard it was a lot of fun like hear good things yep. about it you, know, <laughs> you had cool bands last year and you have cool bands this year yeah yeah um yeah it's all a learning experience and we're still learning you know we're still figuring out how to do it all um and like we're not exactly sure how onion fest is going to manifest in future years um because you know honestly honestly it's such a beautiful thing and we just became an llc and like super crazy um that we're like business owners now but it's just like um you know i have a lot of ambition with onion fest and onion the man but when it comes down to it like onion the man is like top top dog and it's the top priority and yeah and organizing onion fest has taken away a little bit of the creative no i shouldn't say it's taken away the creative energy it's but like time it's taken away a lot yeah. of time and that or effort we should uh that we've been putting into onion fest you know, it's taking away some of that, which is, I think we're all missed Onion Man, but we also want this festival to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, no. I mean, we, we all love Onion Fest, but like, I don't know, I guess kind of what we're trying to manifest is a team of people that will organize it beyond just us. Yeah. Because um, it takes up, I would, I would assume that this is something you're almost planning to a certain degree, like all, all year almost. It's and taken months and months. Village. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like you were saying, that deflects any, uh, like a lot of energy you could be putting into to jamming and, and making a new record or just yeah. playing other shows. Right. You have to devote this time so you can build like this strong festival as mm -hmm. well. Like, so. Yeah. So it's, it's beautiful, but like. Yeah, we've been working our buns off, and it's going to be a great weekend. Honestly, um, the two things you need to run a festival is a uh, uh, a U-Haul and a cat digger machine. What are those called? Excavators? <laughs> One of those. Generator, maybe? <laughs> no, the the cat comes with that. It's fine. <laughs> Look into that. <laughs> Sound comes directly from an excavator. And then, and then the excavator like scoops up the van and... <laughs> Is it uh is it just one stage that everybody plays on? Yeah, there's just one stage <laughs> and it's it's a mini amphitheater. And Sweet. so the sound resonates really like in a beautiful natural way. Um we That's are building a side stage this year where we're going to do yoga and guided meditations and we have an herbalist coming out doing herbal self-care and first aid workshops um and just like kind of leave it open for if people want to perform acoustically because we want to create that all-inclusive safe space where people can just express themselves um so there's going to be a side stage but yes just one uh amped up stage that's and sweet I, I think that keeps the vibe really intimate yeah and like keeps the community really strong because everyone's all everything. in the same place at the same time um and that's what Onion Fest and Onion the Man is all about is community and like bringing people to, together. And everybody camps community. out on that 
yeah. on that day too. Yeah, it's two nights of camping and two days of music. And oh, it's two days. Oh yeah. Oh sweet. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> it's two Woo! days. That's um, awesome, dude. Yeah, it's. Is there Super a uh, is there a safe tent for the uh, people who are losing their goddamn mind on drugs? There's a teepee. Safe teepee. It's safe. Yeah. It's cozy and safe. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's right. Did you cure? Do you curate the the lineup of this thing? kind of together or yeah. with the inputs of, oh, of yes. these guys? We have a booking team, which is us. <laughs> um, <laughs> booking committee. Um, but yeah, we, we try to come to a consensus because we have so many friends that are in bands and it's so hard like because we have to abide to the time curfew because we tried our best, but I don't think Clark County has sound permits, so we have to stop music at like yeah. 10 p.m. Okay. Um, which is mm. early, but the party goes on all night nonetheless. And last year we did like an after hours open mic. Oh, that's which cool. was fun. So much fun. Um, but we yeah, so we all, we all try to <laughs> agree as much as we can. Um, because like we accepted applications this year and we got a lot of really beautiful bands applying. Um, what are some of those bands, Ian? What are some of the bands some of the bands playing? that aren't playing? Let's talk about the ones you know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's that's hard, man. Like you're talking about, like you do have like a lot of friends, you know, in yeah. the scene too. And I'm I'm sure you have a lot of people kind of in your ear, like, hey, man, we really want to play Onion Fest. Yeah. And but it's unfortunately, also you gotta you gotta serve the festival, right? You know, and 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 not necessarily just your friend group because. You know, you got to curate something that you really believe in if you want other people to keep coming out and checking it out. Yeah, because ultimately it's like the success of the festival is <coughs> how kick-ass is the lineup. Right. Oh, yes. And, like, it's also a really awesome opportunity for Onion the Man to connect with bands that we haven't before. And so, like, now we're friends with the guys in Reptalians because we, like, we didn't know them, and then we had them play last year. And Great Rep bands. Reptalians is coming back playing Reptalians this year. Reptalians is returning. Yeah, the return yes. of the Reptalians. Fuck yeah. Return. <laughs> um, and Kalululu's coming back, and they, they played have last year. They're maybe the coolest band in Portland. Kalululu's Not to take anything so away from Onion the Man. I completely I'd say agree. Cool Kalululu sure. is, uh, that's an experience. I hear there's that's a Kalululu. experience. Yes. I heard the other day that there's a Kalululu cover band. <laughs> in town. And I was like, that's insane. I think it's just <laughs> that's them. That's got to be Kalulu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just them. Uh, that's awesome, man. I think, I think that Kalulu is like Sorry. the spirit of Onion Fest. Um, who are you most excited that to add to the lineup this year that, that is not a returning? <gasps> not to take a. I don't want to. You know. I think we all have different. Yeah. Yeah. We we all different yeah, absolutely. I love it if, if more than one person answered it just so we don't have to like necessarily uh yeah don't talk to me <laughs> don't talk to me yeah. i'm not trying to discredit any of the other bands on the lineup i'm i'm personally pumped to like see someone like adepsy on there oh you know? yeah yeah i fuck with that pretty heavy um and then obviously like clue is that's that's fucking killer in the reptilians but yeah who else are you guys i'm i'm super excited for the dead and company they're playing they're playing <laughs> the secondary stage late at night it's going to be killer. I don't know how we're going to fit 20 people onto one stage, but it's going to be good. Nice. 
<laughs> I'm excited for the fire nuns. I've oh, loved yeah. them Damn for so long. You took mine. They're great. The fire nuns? Yes. I don't know anything about this band. Oh, they're, they're wonderful, wonderful they're, band. They are great. Yes, they're so good. Miles and I went to go see them, and it was just... It was like maybe, I don't know, 15 people in the whole room. But fuck, man, the show was killer. And I was like, uh, this is just a good band. So I'm... Yeah. You're in on Ooh. that. Ian? What? Yeah. I Anybody mean, I, else to like, who Who else do you think is just going to be like something that's going to blow people's minds that maybe they don't know about? Because um, I feel like, I don't know, I ask, I ask a lot of people who come on this podcast, we, ended up t- we end up talking about other bands in the city. And I feel like Kalulu is like one of those bands that comes up a lot. Yeah. You know, just... Because I'm of the reputation they be, they built, but I know you got like Rosalit Bone is on that. That's on what I was gonna say. It's Rosalit Bone is gonna blow everyone's socks off. That's super to rad. the moon and back. Like they are just so phenomenal. They're they're a big band, and so they like start off with like, you know, just the main guy josh as far as the size of the band like the size of like how many members are in the band yeah i think they're uh, so they got two guitars and a slide guitar a fiddle two trumpets and then bass and drums and like it starts off just really soft song on the guitar and then the band just super thoughtfully it they just make this huge sound and they kind of dabble into like the white noise area a little bit and they're just outrageous and they're they're a first night headliner they're gonna finish off the saturday night and i think people are i think it's like like i think it's something that like people at first will be like wow this is weird like all these like 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 maybe louder bands and then kind of taking it down a notch for Rosalit Bone but then they just like they go so far I mean we kind of did that with Three for Silver and and uh, Human Ottoman last year like we put on a really crazy duo band like mashup band that people didn't expect to like or they never even heard about them and they were super good their show was amazing yeah you know, and Rosa Bones definitely gonna be one of those bands. I have a feeling. Yeah, I think I think it's festivals are such a good opportunity to like throw bands on bills that maybe not everybody knows about, just because they are gonna get like the audience that they deserve, and they are yeah. like everybody's gonna lose their shit about if, it. You know, if there's <laughs> one band also that's gonna, I don't know, everybody's heard of, but it's our second night headliner. The fabulous Downey Brothers. They. I'm most excited Dude. for them. Oh my god! What kind of music like, are they? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to okay. spoil yeah, anything. No, like, <laughs> I, it's just everybody should god check out the fabulous no, no. Downey Brothers. You, you gotta yeah. come to the festival and see them live because <laughs> they are exactly one of those bands who like has not been heard of enough for what they deserve. They're fucking amazing. Well, right they're on. from they're from Seattle. And they do a lot of shows up in Seattle. Um, but I saw them at the Hawthorne Theater for uh, Phil Zevenbergen of Skelevision's Jeff Plasma Blast 2.0. And uh, he had a big concert there. And uh, Fabulous Downey Brothers was one of the headliners that night. I didn't know what I was like coming into. I saw just one picture of them online. And I was like, this band looks crazy. Because they, they dress up in costumes. They have crazy stuff on stage. you know. And, uh, and I saw them. And it was like one of the 
best like mosh pits I've ever been to because yeah. we broke a plasma screen TV on accident Ooh. and uh, <laughs> they had like so much energy live and they have such a good stage presence and uh, I'm excited to see what they do at Onion Fest because they I'm, I'm wondering what they're going to prepare because they kind of <laughs> do like a unique set each time killer man <laughs> well I'll definitely uh, I'll put on the the in the episode notes like the links to onion fest and so people can easily find that stuff as well as the the onion the man music and links and whatnot so everybody can find that and yeah i, I appreciate you guys's band and i th- i think it's i think it's it's just such you. a it's a cool uh it's a cool thing to see live so i definitely encourage people to go check out your live show even if they can't do it at at onion fest um coming up here just in in general if they're in the portland area the northwest you know come come check out onion the man and uh i'm stoked to hear the new music that you guys end up putting out like on a record i'm stoked to see like what you do production wise on that just because i i do dig all the new music that you guys are, are putting out and it seems like you're you're definitely tapping into this different thing now so thank you yeah we're excited that's gonna be our first full-length record. Oh, a full-length. And yeah, it's a gonna full-length be, it's gonna be a full-length, full-length record. <laughs> and uh-huh. I think we're gonna record it ourselves this time. Yep. Because we have all the gear and we have the knowledge. And resourceful. Yeah. These uh, fellows are re- resourceful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we uh we recorded it in the CCC studio, um, the Dolphin Man EP. The community and college? Yeah, we, we recorded nice. it in the Clackamas Community College studio. And so it was a really high-quality recording. Um, and not saying that this new record is not going to be high-quality. It's definitely going to sound great, but it's going to be totally different. Maybe capture different energy. Yeah. it's Maybe, maybe some rawness. Some of that rawness. Definitely. <laughs> a lot more rawness. And I think we, we all kind of want to experiment more with like recording techniques and I personally want to like give people something that they've never heard before. Well, I think that's just like a great thing when you can record yourself because you, you do have more time and options to, to kind of explore all these ideas. You know, you don't have to feel so guilty about taking the time to do it when you're kind of doing it yourself. Total freedom. Yeah. Right on. Um, we end every episode of the uh, the podcast with the the guest of the show saying the tagline for the show, which is "It's a program." So, so if we could get a, a cool like joint Onion the Man, it's a program. That'd be that'd be killer way to uh, to play it out, and then you know we'll we'll play it out with one of your jams. So you want right. to sail this thing out? All right, uno, dos, tres. It's, it's a, a program. program. I love you, mom. They killed it. That's uh, that's onion. It's a program. Yeah, you, you got it, Keenan. <laughs> yeah, Just it. like my you grandfather says, program. program. All right, got you. <laughs> turn turn that radio again. off. Did you say program? program? Did you say program, Logan? I, I definitely said program. He's a hacker. Let the record be shown. You can rewind the video <laughs> at uh, 20 you seconds. You can uh, spin I it back. There's a, a program. <laughs> I'm running pro. It's a program. Uh, we're going to play it out with uh, another jam from the Dolphin Man EP, and this is uh, primarily an instrumental jam, this footy beef song. So. Mm, thanks, Miles. Hey. I, I, I dig the footy beef jam <laughs> quite a bit. I think it's also just because one thing I love about 
uh, jazz records in particular is when you can hear the players like really feeling it and shit. And you kind of have some elements of that going on in this song where you can kind of just hear. Uh, you can hear Keenan. You know, he's crushing. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm just, just you know, just. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I had to, I had to do it's it. Okay. We'll do a bonus episode. Uh, you can tell that so Bellingham story. We'll do a bonus yeah, episode yeah, to this. You oh, can, look at that can, cat climbing up that fence. Uh, this is Onion the Man, everybody. This is a, a track called Footy Beef. And uh, much love to, to all the listeners, supporters out there. Stay up, stay tuned, and we will catch you on the flip side, Portland. Peace. It's a program!